While we believe the information in this broadcast is reliable, we cannot guarantee its accuracy. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. Investment advisory services are offered through Precision Capital Management and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. SEC registration is not an endorsement of the firm by the commission and does not mean that the advisor has attained a specific level of skill or ability. Fiduciary duty extends solely to investment advisory advice and does not extend to other activities such as insurance or broker-dealer services. Advisory clients are charged a quarterly fee for assets under management while insurance products pay a commission which may result in a conflict of interest regarding compensation. Welcome to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Each Saturday morning at 8.30, listen in to successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts, Rick Durkee, Eric Cox, and Leslie Haywood. And welcome back to Beyond the Business, another week's show here with Leslie Haywood and Eric Cox. I myself am Rick Durkee. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good morning. We missed you the past couple weeks. Yeah, I was uh, doing a little activities out and about. Uh, we were at Live to Lead for Mark Schrade, uh, a good event that was uh, held over at Seacoast uh, Church in West Ashley. And and uh, couldn't make it in, but well, uh, I'm glad you're back, Rick, because Leslie just beat me up a lot over did the last she? two weeks. Really? Yeah. So we're yeah. Thank you for coming back to save me. <laughs> really appreciate that. Speaking <laughs> of the last two weeks, Leslie, we had a phenomenal guest, Mr. Steve Parker, who was on with us. He's the uh, CEO and co-founder of Level Wing. What uh, we could have gone on and on and on with Steve. Um, great information, great insights. What were your takeaways for our listeners who didn't get a chance to hear that show? Last week's guest, there were so many nuggets of amazing advice, it's hard to pick just one. Um, But I will mention one that I think speaks to many entrepreneurs and wannabe entrepreneurs, and that's the question of funding. Um, Steve has been on both sides of the coin as an entrepreneur, and now he's fortunate enough to help other entrepreneurs with his role as a venture capitalist. So his perspective was uh, particularly insightful, and he says... If there is a way to self-fund, do it, because if you receive outside money, you always have a boss. There's always someone to answer to. And uh, many entrepreneurs leave the corporate world because they desire freedom and want to be uh, their own boss. But when someone else holds the purse springs or the note, so to speak, you are never truly free. So that's something to think about. I thought that that was really interesting. What about you, Eric? I think that was great information, and I told Steve afterwards, I said, Steve, we're both married, so we always have a boss anyway, but correct, funding, you do owe that to them. Um, I love the story he talked about in 2011. I mean, here's a company that's just rocking and rolling, Leslie, and they got off track and kind of weren't paying attention to the internal self, even though externally they were doing well, and the fact that they kind of became humble, had to step back and retool, uh, what an amazing piece of just sort of, um, again, uh, knowledge to share as this successful entrepreneur that sometimes we hit those moments. And when you do, you've got to recognize it, make the changes. And of course, look where they've uh, gone since then. I know. And um, if you missed that, uh, this particular guest was very 
um, real. And he talked about, uh, I, I think not self-deprecation, but um, he shared with us a, a lot of information about things that he did wrong to, a, I thought it was at a level that a lot of guests are kind of apprehensive to, to do. And if you want to hear that, uh, it's an amazing interview. Uh, please go to coastalwm.com and click on radio show and you can hear that interview as well as what, how many, three years worth of interviews. And uh, yeah. Speaking of which, I'm going to give a quick shout out because I was at a function last night and ran into our good friend, Mr. Paul Stedman. And uh, we were just reminiscing. Paul Stedman was our first interview on this show three years ago. And we were laughing about how the heck uh, we had no idea what we were doing or how to interview. And uh, we've come a long way. So thank you to Paul for being our first guest and dealing with us. And thank you to our faithful listeners here in the Low Country for tuning the dial uh, every Saturday morning to 94.3 to listen to Beyond the Business. And to make sure and find us after the show, go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, and follow us on Twitter at BTBCHS. That stands for Beyond the Business Charleston. And uh, all right, Rick, what have we got today? Wow, so, so you miss Rick, by the way? Well, I know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the podcast and pick it up. And you can, uh, again, for the people who did miss last week's show or uh, the past two weeks' show, again, where can they get those? Uh, Just have them go to episodes. the website, coastalwm.com. Top right hand corner, you'll see a, a icon for radio. Click it. We have probably not all three years are on there, but we probably have a good 20, 30 shows on there. It will take a couple weeks to get Steve's show on there, so you might want to wait another week or two. Yeah, business people in Charleston, if you want to get a good uh, background on several of the business owners here in Charleston, uh, certainly visit the website and pick up some information there from past shows. And this morning, we have Smoothie King franchisee, Sophia Heck. She is the managing director, I believe, or a managing partner Mm -hmm. at uh, Smoothie King. Uh, Tell us a little bit, um, um, Sophia, about your business here in Charleston to start out with so we can get a little commercial out there for Smoothie King and, and why you decided that that was a career field that you'd like to enter. Yeah, so we have two locations, one downtown Charleston on King Street, and the second one is in Cane Bay. Um, They've been open for about two years. We have awesome smoothies, awesome staff, um, very friendly. Love to talk to y'all. Love to see y'all there. Mm -hmm. And pretty busy on Sundays, I understand. Yeah, last Sunday was second Sunday. We had a lot of business. And also $5 Fridays as well. So that's a big day for us, too. Well. So as we traditionally do on this show, uh, Sophia, we're going to actually go back. Uh, we'd love to kind of hear the, the upbringing of the entrepreneur mindset. And certainly you're in an interesting spot because you're in the process of buying into and mm-hmm. becoming a full partner in this in this Smoothie King. So uh, before we get to where you are today, let's go back to childhood. Talk a little bit about sort of where you grew up, what life was like as a youngster. Okay. So I grew up in Charlotte, lived in the same house my entire life. Um Two awesome parents. One, my mom was in banking and my dad's in like Duke Energy, that kind of field. So both business. Um, actually, growing up, I always wanted to be a doctor, which is completely different from this career path. But even went to college for it at NC State at undergrad, um, majored in human biology. And then kind of figured out after shadowing some doctors that blood and things like that was just not for me. Um, took a lot of passing out to realize that. But um, so then I was like, well, maybe the business side of the hospital went into hospital administration. So I went and got my MBA at College of Charleston. That's how I ended up in Charleston. But then decided maybe the hospital isn't for me. I did an internship at MUSC um, and I 
I knew I wanted to stay in Charleston and it was perfect timing because Jeff was looking for someone to buy into his business. They needed more funding. I wanted to expand Smoothie King in Charleston. So at that time they still had the two locations, but KB was very new. And so I jumped on board. I was like, all right, I'll try this out. I'll see if I liked it. So for about a few months, I was just kind of working there um, to see if I enjoyed the atmosphere, the people, um, the entrepreneur lifestyle. And I, I loved it. So I've been there ever since. Well, that was the entire show in I, all of five I, minutes. I, I call that the microwave version I of know, her life. I'm not going to let you get off that. <laughs> like when I say that this is called beyond the business people, you know, stories you don't. I'm going to get we're going to get all into. We're going to drill down. You know, all right. So let's stay. Let's stay back like elementary school, like growing. Growing up, tell me, um, how many siblings do you have? Um, I have one younger brother. One younger brother. And what kind of student were you? What was that elementary school going into middle school like? What were some of, and I mean, even some trials and tribulations. We're going to get deep here. Um, So I loved sports. um, So I always played sports growing up in school. Um, But I was also the very like A-line person like had the planner everything was perfectly First organized mm-hmm. yeah yes, yeah yeah very yes, like absolutely. i would get mad at myself if i got a bad grade my parents were just kind of like you just do your thing calm down yeah right oh my so. gosh yes i'm a firstborn my daughter uh, my oldest is oh my god i it's exactly the same i am and my mother gave me a book one time called firstborn i don't know if i've ever referenced that before but leslie you need to read do I it, need to read Sophia, it? Yeah. it'll do explain need, what's wrong with i need us. help because i'm a last third baby so you were you were um very studious in school and you did what sports um soccer volleyball and track oh wow volleyball yeah. my daughter's playing volleyball i'm too right short now. to play now but i tried <laughs> <laughs> good 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 and at that point you said you oh eric can you... no i was just curious uh you know being a youngster you said you always wanted to be a doctor yeah where did that come from I honestly don't know. My parents were wondering the same thing. So my brother wants to be a doctor as well. Nobody really in our family is very medical oriented. My aunt is a nurse. But other than that, everyone's very like business, business, business. So they're kind of like shocked by that, too. I don't know. I just Mm -hmm. like the I'm really like hands on. So for biology, you can like really like grasp it. And that might be where the love of hands on came from. And then the blood no. Yeah, I just can't do. I literally, I if I could deal with that, I would love to be a doctor. It's still one of my like. I I think it's such an awesome profession, but I just can't do it. Now going through school, like what was what was your first job? Um, my first job ever, I did. It was in college, my freshman year. I did marketing for a small health firm in um, Raleigh at NC State. I did like volunteering at the hospital and stuff too, but that was my first like real job. So I did marketing for them, and that's where I kind of. I was like, maybe I should do business or um, hospital administration instead of actual doctor. Was it an internship program through the college or? No, yeah. no. I found it through the, because I did a, um, I, it wasn't really an internship at the hospital. It was more volunteering and I found it through that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a really small little clinic. So Sophia, when um, you mentioned your parents, your you had an, a brother and you, when you were growing up, did you, were you involved with your parents' work lives at all? Did they um, help you uh, decide that you wanted to go into this career field that you're in now? Well, so my mom is a project manager and I didn't even know what that meant. But every time they asked you like in your yearbook, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd write project manager because I wanted to be like my mom. Mm-hmm. So I guess I kind of like idolized them in that way. Mm-hmm. And I always, they were always so like dedicated to what they were doing and 
that seemed happy with it. So that's I kind of followed them in that way, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your dad did what again? Um, he's a CIO at Duke Energy. Okay, so he's, Duke he's Energy. been with them ever since I was born. Yeah, so he's uh, probably in projects and things like that too, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of work yeah. going on in the power field all the time. Yeah. So what would you say, Sophia, in terms of growing up? You know, sitting around the dinner table, having conversations with with some words of wisdom that you took away from your parents and their experience in life. Um, words of wisdom. Honestly, I think the biggest help that they, or the biggest, best advice they gave me was just to kind of follow what you wanted to do. I was very like confused as what I wanted to do. I was all over the place. Um, doctor, business, all that. Um, and they're just kind of like, just, just choose what you feel like you can see yourself doing. And they didn't pressure me in any way. No, that's good. And I, I'm trying to, with two teenage daughters, I, I feel, you feel like that was the best path. Yeah. Yeah. For, and I think I kind of had to like figure that out by myself. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously my mom knew that I wasn't good with blood or whatever, but she was like, you can try it. You can do, see if you like it, see if you can get over it. And so I did, but now, were there any teachers along the way that helped you or anybody that you want to give a shout out to during those early education and college years that maybe shaped your vision and where you wanted to be? Um, well, I'll give a shout out to college of Charleston MBA program. I love that so much. It was an awesome program. Um, it was only a year, so it was like accelerated, but I wish it had been longer, honestly, which is weird saying for school, but, um, yeah, so they kind of helped me realize that business was the right route and all the teachers, they were very like hands-on with me, very, I don't know. So I think that was, that was probably a big shaping, shaping year for me. What year were you, um, as far as the MBA program, was that, which class? Um, so I graduated last year. Okay. Yeah. So it's come a long way, that program for sure. Yeah, it has. Um, It's still new though, or kind of. So, so go back. We keep jumping forward. I'm going to keep pulling her back um, in terms of going to undergrad. You said you went to undergrad at NC State. NC University. State. So you're still on this path and want to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and talk a bit about why you're in school. Did you ever have any thoughts about entrepreneurship, running a business, or was it just solely the the uh, medical profession? Honestly, all of that scared me. Um, like running your own business. And I, I heard people who wanted to do that. And I was like, the risk in that is just so crazy to me. I never thought that that was something I would ever end up doing. Um, yeah, it just seemed like such a risky choice. But and honestly, I guess in Smoothie King is a franchise, it's like a nice little medium for me. So I get to kind of experience the entrepreneurship side because they're not here in Charleston. But at the same time, I do have that cushion for people I can go back to and talk to. So so you're scared of entrepreneurship, and now you're about to become a managing partner of a franchise. So let's talk about that first job. What was your first job out of college? Smoothie King. Smoothie King, <laughs> yeah. right. And so at that time when you had when you started your job there, did you think, okay, I'm gonna be a franchise owner? Or it was just it was a job because you needed the money? Well, so originally going into it, it was kind of the idea that I would test it out and see if that's what I wanted to do. So like learn the business, go through all the roles, and then ultimately become a an owner, a part owner. Um, so going into it, I knew that that could ultimately lead to being an owner. I was just kind of trying to get my feet wet before we actually jumped into it. So, uh, did Jeff, when y'all sat down in the beginning, talk about a timeline on that and transition to ownership or was it based on sort of how this thing progressed? Um, so we knew that we wanted to build a third store, which we're building right now. It's under construction. So it was kind of, um, I needed to figure out before the third store was going to start being built because I needed the capital for the third store. Sophia, so... You mentioned Jeff Conway, and he is your partner in, in this venture that you're going through in a third store. Mm-hmm. Back us up a little bit and tell us about your relationship with him and what attracted you to become 
um, a partner with him. Um, so he's friends with my dad. That's how I originally met him and um, hooked up with Smoothie King. Um, so he has a lot of other restaurants as well. Um, and they've all been very successful. So that kind of is what attracted me to him. I knew he knew what he was doing. He had experience in this Mm -hmm. um, and he could give me some really good advice. And you've been associated with him how long? Um, For a little over a year now. Okay. So our our, uh, guest last week, uh, Steve Parker, again, um, CEO and co-founder of Level Wing, he talked about partnerships and he said, um, you know, when you're looking to choose a partner, always try to find someone who compliments you that not necessarily they're just like you. So would you say in the relationship with you and Jeff that you all are more complimentary or are you all identically alike? We're thinking? definitely complimentary. I would say, and his wife Paula is very involved too, so she's a big part as well. So he, they're obviously very experienced in this. They've been doing this for a very long time. They know how the business works. They know what what entrepreneurship is and what it entails. So I just got my MBA. I'm fresh out. So I have, like, I guess the school knowledge, if that makes any sense, and they have more experience knowledge. Um, so I guess we can t- we'd, like, tie that together very well now have you managed you're about to be a managing partner Mm -hmm. and part owner so what has been your role up until this point have you managed a store Mm -hmm. so i kind of worked myself up the food chain i guess i started just as like an employee um went to be manager of king street store then manager of cane bay and then now so we have an area manager scott and then i'm above him i guess so it's kind of just like a i worked my way up the so i just kind of oversee both stores i guess so uh talk about franchises uh, certainly a lot of our different businesses um are you know startups some are buying an existing business in your all's case it's a franchise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when it comes to the franchise model what do you see as maybe some of the advantages over you just going out and starting your own business from scratch? Um, so there's definitely some cushion. Could I, hey, hold on just a second, Eric. Eric, I got to give you kudos right there. That's a great question. And the reason is, is because I was going to ask that same question. <laughs> <laughs> great minds think alike, Rick. <laughs> um, so with franchises, there's definitely some cushion there. So you're not all on your own. I would call it like a three-fourths entrepreneurship, I guess. So you still have people there to kind of give you advice. They have the structure set out for the business. Um, there's obviously some wiggle room in there, but there's a lot of cushion. And if you would say there's an opposite side, I hate to use the word negative, but if there's a sort of a, a component of the franchise model that uh, you feel is frustrating, what would that be? Um, it is that limiting factor. You can't, you have to get approval for a lot of things that you would think that you could just go out and do um, signage, advertising, things like that, that uh, kind of slow you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how is the franchise model um, for Fran- uh, for Smoothie King? Is it easy to follow? Is it, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's very easy to follow. Um, you go to like two weeks of training to figure it out. It's not mm-hmm. not rocket science or anything. But um, yeah, they're very helpful there. They're based out of Louisiana. So is it the relationship then through your parents that helped you enter into this uh, opportunity mm-hmm. um, versus maybe your thought process of trying to figure out, hey, I'd like to be a franchisee owner. Um, I'll work my way up in, and I'm going to evaluate all these different opportunities. This opportunity came along this way. Yeah, it came along this way, and I really wanted to stay in Charleston after grad school, so I was trying to find a job here um, just in business. I really never thought I would go into food and bev either. Um, So it was just kind of like a random shot in the dark that worked out, and I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, now that you've been a, uh, a in a leadership role, maybe not necessarily managing partner just yet, but as a as a leadership role and a man and a manager, what are some of the mistakes that you have made as a manager so far? Now, I know it hasn't been all smooth sailing. <laughs> Um, mistakes as a manager, I guess. So I'm really young. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people treat me like I'm young. Um, so probably one of my biggest mistakes is letting people take advantage of me. Um, and it's, it's easy for me to do because I'm not used to like standing up for myself and things like that, especially when who I'm talking to or who's working for me is they're a lot older than me. Um, so it's just kind of like, and I was new there. They've been there for a while and employees and managers. So. So, Sophia, as a, a fellow College of Charleston alum, uh, actually on the board and uh, love the MBA program over there, um, talk about the value of getting an MBA and how you think that's helping you as an owner in a business going forward. Um, honestly, I just think the business knowledge in general is so helpful. So um, I concentrated in finance, and I actually do the accounting for Smoothie King as well, or part of it. But um I just think like understanding how a business works and understanding that it's more than just the face that you see when you walk into a store. It kind of blew my mind because obviously I didn't do business in undergrad. So I was kind of going in with like a blank slate in the MBA program. And it just kind of like there's so much that goes into business that you don't you don't realize accounting, finance, everything. And did you notice um, a major difference between the theory of learning about business in an MBA program versus reality being out there on the streets doing it? Very much. So it's like in my head, obviously, I know. So if I was going to take a test and have to write about what I do in the scenario, this is what I do. But obviously, there's a ton of variables out in the real world. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a different scenario. And what could you say some of the lessons learned in the in the workplace um, that you might like to share with someone that's listening right now that's considering doing something like what you do? Um, lessons learned. Um, I'd probably say, like, not be scared to try something you hadn't even thought about doing. So obviously, like I said before, I didn't know or even think about going into food and bev. Um, so I guess just jumping into different different opportunities when they arise. Now, where do you see yourself, like long-term goals, like the next five years? Are you looking to expand into 10 Smoothie Kings or what do you, what goals do you see for yourself? Yeah, so we have the rights to 10 Smoothie Kings in Charleston. So hopefully in five years, we'll have 10. We'll see. But well, I just yeah. threw out that number. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you sort of look at the model as it is today, when we have you know, conversations with these business owners every week about where they go for their counsel. Where do they get their knowledge? Obviously, you have a franchise that you go to and you bounce mm-hmm. ideas. But does Jeff and yourself, do you all have sort of an outlet of resource beyond that that you go to for strategy and, and thought on where you're going to drive the business forward? So the Smoothie King community is very good. Not even just like corporate Smoothie King, but a lot of other franchise owners are very willing to talk to you and give you ideas about what they're doing for marketing and things like that. So um, that's probably one of the biggest places we turn to. We'll just find a really successful Smoothie King owner and see what they're doing and copy it. So I guess that's one of the major advantages of a franchise model mm-hmm. is you have that family and that network. Yeah. yeah. And what have you found as some of your successful uh, campaigns or whatnot that you've done here? Um, so being near the college is so nice. Um, we do a lot of stuff with them. Last year we sponsored their basketball team, men's basketball team. That worked out well. Um, couponing. Students love coupons. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, social media for some business owners, you know, we like to get their take on it. What do you find works the best for your business model? Is it Instagram? Is it Snapchat? Is it, you know, what kind of those free resources that are out there? What you So do you that's another amazing thing about being in a franchise. So they set all that up for you. Obviously, we have ones for like individual stores and stuff, but um, they blanket set up all your social media for you so that's that's a good advantage um we post every day we love social media it brings in a lot of people we're actually trying to build out our social media right now um but we have instagram facebook twitter we don't have snapchat about to get it though but yeah so social media works well for us especially with our demographics so we're near our king street store is near a college and obviously a lot of college kids are always going to be on their phones um doing social media and cane bay is near a lot of high schools um middle schools things like that so it, it helps with our demographic okay so we know that on a local level what you're doing um I also would like to share with our listeners that uh, Smoothie King was ranked number one by Entrepreneur Magazine in the juice bar category for the 24th year, number 123 overall in the 2017 Franchise 500 list. So Smoothie King does offer you a lot of support as far yeah, as... Yeah, they do. Uh, and and they're, they're involved. Um, they're also involved in, I think they uh, helped build the new... Um, indoor sports complex in new orleans and mm-hmm. sponsor the baseball team i believe the pelicans basketball basketball oh i'm thinking baseball because of myrtle beach <laughs> <laughs> i love it hey so uh, we're winding out in time uh sophia but certainly one of the things that usually my co-host over here leslie asks i'm going to jump in on today is uh the tagline of our show is um people you know stories you don't and so as an owner of a business here in the community it's always nice to talk about your business and all these great things. But if there's something maybe about Sophia that the average person who comes into Smoothie King or your colleagues there at the shop doesn't know about you, uh, what could you share with us today about you? Maybe it's a quirk or something that people don't know about you. Um, Let's see. I love cats. Is that too cliche okay. to say? Uh, uh, I love cats. <laughs> Susan back at the office will be very proud of that one. She loves cats. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're getting towards the end of the show. I can't believe it. So uh, let us know how we can find you on you said you have all these accounts. How can mm-hmm. people get a hold of you? Yeah, so just search on Facebook, Smoothie King Charleston or Smoothie King Cane Bay, and you'll find our pages. And on Instagram, it's at SK Charleston and at SK Cane Bay. Wonderful. So, yeah. And then, of course, it, for our listeners, if you want to find us, go to Beyond the Business, our Facebook page, and also on Twitter, Beyond the Business. Thanks for again listening to another great show of Beyond the Business. Again, people you know, stories you don't, come back next Saturday morning. For another great show heard here on 94.3 WSC as we do every Saturday morning. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Join the Christian business movement. Visit sc-c3.org. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group. If you're a successful business leader or entrepreneur and would like to be featured on a future program, send an email to rick at cfpgroup.biz. Listen in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for Beyond the Business, presented by the Coastal Financial Planning Group and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. You've invested countless hours and dollars building your business, and now your investment in your business 
has paid off. But did you know that according to Business News Daily that more than 60% of small business owners planning to leave their business in the next 10 years don't have an exit strategy? Hi, it's Rick Durkee of the Coastal Financial Planning Group. Let me ask you, have you planned your personal financial future wellness as well as that of your business? Have you established a succession plan for your business? Have you developed a plan for your perpetual legacy? Join me for a free discovery workshop to develop the best strategy for your business. BEST Business Exit Strategy Timetable. Call now and I'll send you an invitation by email to learn how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. Call 843-735-5065. That's 843-735-5065 for this free discovery workshop on how to develop your business exit strategy timetable. 843-735-5065.